if I've got, I don't know, maybe five or 10 minutes and I want a quick release, you know the kind, I know the exact toy that'll do the trick. Or I know the exact friction and rhythm to deliver with my hands in order to do it too. But if I want to slow things way down for a totally different experience, when I'm not in a rush, when I can spend some true quality time with myself, there's some very specific accessories that I like to grab. Sometimes I blindfold myself or I dim the lights really low. Sometimes I use a feather up and down my arms while vibey music plays in the background. Sometimes I get as much of my body involved as I possibly can. I run my hands through my hair, down my face, and I let my fingers dance all over the surface of my skin. I put pressure on my inner thighs. I take my sweet time seducing myself before ever touching my genitals. And when I'm properly warmed up and efficiently lubed up, one of my favorite new bedroom accessories to reach for is the Oh My C from Ioba. I'm not sure what mechanism is in this thing, but the toy has a little nub that rotates at different speeds, so it mimics the sensation of being orally stimulated. It's nice, it's light, and it's quiet. Sometimes the sounds of my toys can actually take me out of my experience, so a softer, quieter toy is incredibly appreciated. I make sure to take deep breaths as I let the pleasure and sensation build, breathing it throughout my body, and when the time is just right, I pick up the speed of the rotation and I ride a full body wave of ecstasy. This is one of many acts of devotion I choose to regularly deliver to myself. And it's not about what my partner can or cannot give to me. It's about taking time to be with myself in my pleasure, doing anything and everything that feels good for me. If you're looking for a quiet, high-quality, beginner-friendly, super-cute vibe that doesn't actually vibe too hard, my personal recommendation is the Oh My See from Ioba. See the show notes for details and a discount. I'm Alexa, also known as That Sex Chick. And if you haven't guessed it by now, I love talking about sex. Not only talking about it, but I'm obsessed with helping you create an epic sex life while cultivating deeply fulfilling relationships. There's so much more to the conversation than just the act of sex itself, which is why I created this podcast. You can expect this show to be packed with resources, advice, experts, and everyday people talking about how they have created the best sex and love lives for them. If you are ready to take responsibility for your pleasure, then you are in the right place. Now, let's go talk sex, shall we? This is a Soulfire production. Joining me on the show today, I have Jade and Mercedes. Many know these women from the world of MMA, where they spent over 12 years as ring girls for Bellator MMA and Invicta Fighting Championships, but they're currently changing the world through their podcast, The Magic Hour, where they have deep dives with psychologists, MMA fighters, spiritual shamans, sex experts, and other masters of unexpected realms to uncover exactly how we go about stepping into our highest selves. Setting an extraordinary example of how to shift what some might call a one-dimensional career path into a multifaceted calling, they're navigating the risky waters of the highly controversial social media platform, OnlyFans, where they boldly display their unique mixture of sexy seductress, tempting men from across the globe, and brazen philosopher guiding men towards embodying their inner kings. 
This was one of only a couple of shows I have gotten to do in person, y'all, and I had so much fun getting to know these ladies while talking about some truly juicy topics. Speaking of the topics for today's show, I just want to mention that this show goes into some pretty heavy subject matter from time to time, and I want to let y'all know ahead of time before you dig in. This episode is such a beautiful example of adversity and challenges in life turning out to be some of the greatest on the journey of self-realization and personal development. I hope y'all enjoy this episode of That Sex Chick as much as I and my co-host for today, Bryn, enjoyed recording it for all of you. Jade, Mercedes, thank you for coming over. I've done maybe three or four. Well, I've done a couple podcast episodes with you, Bryn, mm-hmm. and I've done a couple podcast episodes with... Uh, my fiance, partner, play, love, life, Jordan yeah. Maurice Bowditch. I've done a few with him and no other guests in person outside of my team. Right. So welcome. Welcome to Austin. Thank you. Bring your Mercedes and Thank welcome. Come back now. <laughs> you know, if you're in Austin, then feel free to just knock on the door. Just know that you'll be greeted by a big blue nose pit bull. Yeah. Who loves so, them very much. Sweet. Yeah. He was very happy. Yeah. Well, thank y'all for coming onto the show. We get questions pretty frequently. Like if I do one of those Instagram, ask your questions, what kind of show do you want to hear? Um, people are very curious about OnlyFans. Hmm. And I mean, I work, we work with a lot of people who are transitioning. They want to go into the sex, love and relationship space and are curious about platforms and curious about where is the best place to put their time, energy and effort when it comes to content uh, creation and all of that. And so I'm not on the platform. And so I knew that at some point, I would want to have a conversation with people who are familiar with it and how it works and what it's like behind the subscribe wall on the other side inside <laughs> there and doing it really well and doing it really well. Yeah. So I'm excited to have that convo with both of you. Um, not only just about OnlyFans, but what you have discovered since being on the platform and then how that has developed into helping princes. Yeah. Poppers <laughs> find Frogs. their way. Yeah. Frogs. Yeah. Toads. Yes. No. Minnows. Uh, minnows. Helping minnows grow to toads, grow to, you get it, uh-huh. on their way to creating their kingdom. So that's that's where I would love to spend a little more time towards the end. But before we get into how you've really created an environment and a brand and a business helping men really step into their kingdom, I would love to hear a little bit about your story and just in this like pre-chat before I hit the record button, all the little tidbits, I'm like, these are some fascinating creatures yes. <laughs> who have lived a life. Uh-huh. So I would love, Jade, if you want to start, give sure. a little something, yeah. something. Um, so childhood was pretty tumultuous. And uh, we always like to say prior to telling our story that obviously our parents were doing the best they could from their, you know, conditioning. And um, I have a great relationship with my mom now, but uh the childhood was really tumultuous. Parents had me when they were teenagers and birth dad was extremely violent, would try to kill my mom in front of me multiple times, um, would beat her so bad that she would like revert to childhood. And I was so young that my nervous system was so attached to hers that it felt like it was being done to me. But then I would watch them have sex shortly after. So that was also like, again, I was so connected to my mother nervous system wise that it felt very much like my first sexual experience. And, um, I also at like age three or four started mimicking it with my dolls. So I started having multiple orgasms a day at a very young age, but being confused obviously about what was going on. 
and then started having sex with my friends at like five, six years old. And, um, then abuse continued in, in the home around 12 years old was molested by a couple of different family members. And I know, uh, anyone who's read the book, uh, the body keeps the score, mm-hmm. the deciding factor in a person that has sexual trauma on whether or not they move into PTSD or not is whether or not the person that first finds out comforts them or, uh, especially if it's a mother or if they're shamed for it. And the first person who found out for me told me right away, like you, you probably liked his fingers in you, you deserved it. Like really just disgusting things. And so from there, I moved into a very prude, uh, lifestyle for throughout my teenage years, very, very prude, wasn't sexual at all. Um, completely disconnected from my body, but from the very beginning, whether I was being sexual or whether I was being prude, it was all coming from shame because there was this feeling of like unworthiness because it came with abuse in the beginning, then it had abuse and then it had shame with it. So very disconnected from my body, very full of shame. And, uh, from about age 13 to 16, I lived on the streets, lived in a car, dropped out of school. I was a waitress at day and a newspaper girl at night. And around 16, I was adopted by a really religious family, which was um, one of the best things that could happen to me because it took me off the streets, but it was also a very religious family. So there was a lot of shame there because it was very fear-based and um, they you know, flesh is bad, gouge out your eye. If you lust after a woman, things like that. So stayed connected, disconnected from my body, stayed very shame-based. And then at 17, they, it wasn't a forced marriage by any means, but they basically said, this is the man that God has for you. Um, where, you know, you guys will be in prayer and preparation for seven months. Then you'll go on your first date with them there. And, uh, then you can see each other once a week in public settings you can hold hands in this amount of months and you can kiss at the altar. So we had never been alone together ever by the time we got married. Um, got married. Again, I'd been prude all the way, you know, up until this. Got married and in the fr- we were married for two and a half years, probably had sex like less than a dozen times. And so it was also like when that happened, because we were so disconnected from our bodies and our passions, that that was when I was like, this is what, like, this is what it's, when it's good, you know? And so. Um, just had a very weird relationship sexually throughout my whole life and um, very, very shame filled. And then uh, a lot of things happened that caused me to leave that. Um, When I went into my twenties is when I started shooting with Playboy and all of these things. And it was a way of, for me, revealing my body felt like a way of like trying to remove the shame is what it felt like for me. It was also, I did somewhat do it out of spite because when I left that church, they were like, she's on the pathway of sin. And I was like, I'll show you, you know? So there was like some spite there, but there was like this feeling of removing shame. Um, and then started doing plant medicine and working with people like Kyle Kingsbury and Eric Gotzi and, and digging into the sexual trauma. And that's around the same time that I, um, that, that happened for a couple of years. And then I started OnlyFans at the same time that I was really working to reclaim my sexuality and remove all the shame, like really consciously, you know? And so the, I know we're going to get into OnlyFans um, a bit here, but one of my goals with OnlyFans was to 
remove shame around sexuality, to merge sexuality and spirituality. And it's kind of twofold because that's what I was doing for me. And then also what I was like hoping to do for others. So, and then here I am. (laughs) Wow. Wow. You've lived 87 lifetimes before. Yeah. At the age of 16. (laughs) Yeah. Right. How interesting. And at some point in their MMA. Yeah. Came up too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. Around the same time as I started shooting with Playboy, um, I shot with a magazine called Fight Magazine as well. And that's how I got discovered by the MMA industry. That's how I met Mercedes. We were on completely different paths at the time. Um, that was like 12 years ago. And I, we always laugh that like, we would have never thought that this is what we would be doing a decade later. So, right. Wow. Well then I feel like that's the perfect segue segue. into your path (laughs) and how you got to the point where you met Jade. Yeah. So a very different story than Jade's and maybe one that, you know, I've listened to Jade's story so many times now because we've been working together side by side for so long and it never gets less terrifying. You know, there's so much terrifying stuff that happened in there. I'd say my story is maybe more of, I don't know, the typical Orange County kid growing up, you know, with a family, a divorced family type of thing. And to some degree, you know, we can make normalize that to some degree. Right. But we all we all have our own traumas and we perceive them the way we do. So for me, it was really about my parents breaking up being the thing where I had to kind of step up and figure out how I was going to feel safe after that wasn't a safe place anymore that, you know, they're the household, the relationship and all those things. And, um, we moved into not a great place where, uh, my dad's relationship with my stepmom at the time was, um, well, it was really, she was just not really a kind person and dad didn't really show up to protect me. He didn't have it. Like Jade said, you know, I know he was doing the best he could from that place. We have a good relationship now. It's just wasn't ideal at the time. And from my young person's mind, I was really struggling. I had a little sister I felt I needed to protect too. So I kind of became the man that I wish my father would have been and really turned on that like masculine energy, that type, you know, that archetype of warrior and just was like, okay, I guess I'm going to be the one who protects us all, including my dad which was interesting because what, like how do you swap that out? So, so I went along kind of building that part of my personality and becoming like the very independent woman. Like I don't need anybody. I don't, you know what I mean? And attracted very feminine men along my life. And of course I also had a a Catholic upbringing on my mother's side with grandparents that were very Catholic, very shaming. So I collected a lot of sexual shame along the way. Also wasn't able to really relax to my feminine because I was always like the overachiever, the do-gooder, like I'm going to protect everyone. I'm going to make it all work. Everyone's good. Um, and had like two jobs at 15, you know, like I, I did, did all the things and then come along to, you know, tracking these not so great people into my life as well, because of course I'm trying, as we know, you guys work a lot and with this trauma stuff, but, um, attracted men into my lives who life, who, uh, we're not showing up as men, you know, what we, what I would call a man today or my description of a man today. And, um, some were abusive, you know, I dated a person who was definitely narcissistic personality disorder, like on the full end of the spectrum 
or I wasn't allowed to like talk to my friends and I was really the victim to that. And that was a shitty part of my life, but it also taught me so goddamn much, you know? And anyway, on the other end of these relationships where it would just ebb and flow to one extreme to the next, um, I finally came to some place where I was like, oh, you know, it's me calling in the same personality <laughs> over and over. And there, like, hmm, this is interesting. And when I could finally turn it around on myself and actually take some responsibility for that, and and really I'd call it introspective work, you know, when I finally entered introspective work, it was like, oh, like I'm already really good at taking responsibility for everyone else, but I haven't been taking it for myself, you know? And at that point, that opened up like a whole freaking world to me. And that's when I started really seeking. It really catalyzed um, with what I call a awakening now, but at the time it was a full-blown mental breakdown. (laughs) Um, And that looked like, you know, just panic attacks all day long, anxiety, Mm. depression, all the things. And uh, on the other end of that, that started my seeking journey. I think I heard that one of the books that started y'all's seeking journey was, um, uh, the power of power now. now. Yeah. That, that that's was where I started as well. That was me. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So that was my first like book. Same. And my husband today, he actually gave me, that was the first gift he gave me was that book. Oh. And so it was kind of cool that that whole thing came full circle, but mm-hmm. that's where I ended up, you know, wanting to, um, get with Jay and start this podcast where we've been doing all the seeking for years before. And we wanted to now we felt like we had something to offer to people that were struggling in ways that we were. And then COVID hit. So I'm obviously fast forwarding through so much, but COVID Great. hit. And that was really an opportunity for me for the first time. I was like, I'm like the person who is glorified busy my whole life. I never took a breath, you know, and I literally didn't take a breath. That's why I had all that anxiety and panic. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and COVID hit and I was like, huh, all right this is interesting. Like it's it, I, for a lot of people, I think they felt this way as well, but like, it felt like it was designed for me. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm definitely living in a simulation. Now that's confirmed <laughs> and this is happening for me. So like, let me go with what the matrix is trying to show me, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, took the red pill, I guess, so to speak. And, uh, I decided to hire a, like go inward, like coronavirus told us to. Right. And I hired a therapist that I wanted like someone who I could see every single week who was highly recommended by a friend who I really adored, like how she had developed herself. Um, and then I also started dream journaling because of our work with Eric Godsey, who is a Jungian psychologist, you know, who's into this dream work so deeply. And I had always had extremely vivid dreams. I had, you know, I knew I'd always had dreams that were like repeating themes, like every time I'd ovulate, I would dream of cheating on whoever I was like, whatever my partner was. Makes sense. Yeah. Things like that. Right. Totally makes (laughs) sense now. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, there's something here. Dream journaled every day. I still am doing that, but for during COVID for like, let's, I don't know, seven months of our lockdown, you know, it was pretty heavy, especially in California. And, um, saw that therapist who I'm still seeing now every week. And through that, I really dived into absolving the shame issues I had around sexuality. And I don't know, you know, the universe just lines shit up for you sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so right at the end of that kind of where I was like, Oh, I feel so much different in my body now. Like, I feel like I'm a different human just from, you know, I've gone through other things, but this section of my life where I like went fully inward, um, 
it was like presented to me like, Hey, like literally our girlfriend, Kayla, she's like, Hey, have you thought of joining OnlyFans? Like I'm doing this, that, and the other, whatever. And I was like, I didn't even know what it existed. I didn't know what it was. None of that. And I was like, I don't know. Let me take a look. You know, of course, at this point, we know OnlyFans has this reputation that's a quote unquote shameful reputation, you know, because of the sex work um, that's happening there. We need to question why that's shameful in any degree, mm-hmm. but you know, we're doing that on the, sh- on the show. Right <laughs> <Yes. now. laughs> um, but I was like, yes, like this is literally a test from the universe. Like, can you hold the fact that yes, you have these domestications that caused you sexual shame that caused you shame around these parts. And now you've worked on it really hard. Like, can you dive into this work and see what happens? And I said like, full body. Yes. Like I'm mm-hmm. doing this shit. And, and, and then got Jade to do it, <laughs> you know? Um, well, I didn't coerce her. Okay. Sure. Just to be clear. She was a willing participant. Yes. yes. She made that do this. Or our friendship is over. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was like an explosion. Literally. It was like, as soon as I went to OnlyFans, got on that platform, started playing in there and seeing what it really meant. It was like, holy shit. I have been like training my whole life for this. Like I could feel my like purpose, my Dharma, like turn on because I could see suddenly the bridge that I was kind of born to be at least for this section of my life for men, the men that, I mean, I have, you know, 5 million followers on, you know, Facebook. We have all these male followers, especially between Jade and I got over 11 million followers that are mostly men. Like 96%. Yeah. Like 96%. 96%. Wild. Men. Yeah. yeah. Who, you know, we've collected along the way. And of course, a lot of them have objectified us. A lot of them have put that, um, at the forefront because we have been like willing to be objectified to some degree because we're taking content. We, we I feel ima- subjectively sexy. Yeah. And I imagine right. that's all that they know how to do. Right. Like that's all that they know. Like, Oh, I like this person. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. And that was yeah. the piece right there is that look, our culture creates this thing in men that says like, we should objectify women and this is why, and it's okay. And maybe we even applaud each other for doing that as but men. When a woman uses it to her advantage, they place shame on the woman. Right. You right. Know? Yeah. Right. But more than that, it's like, we're breeding that into the culture and then we're pissed about it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, as women too, we're like, how dare you? Right. <laughs> well, yeah. we never drew any boundaries around it. Sure. Right. So this was a beautiful chance to, first of all, not shame men for c- coming like that because we created this. Sure. And then to be the bridge for them to be able to see that there's other stuff available if they mm. choose to look. And so yeah. that's what we've been doing with our OnlyFans. I know we'll dive deeper into this, I'm sure in this mm-hmm. conversation, but just like knowing that they have a place to come, not going to judge you for wanting to objectify. Cause mm-hmm. I get it. And then like, Hey, like tickle, tickle their brain a little bit, like with this idea, or like, let's talk about that fetish and where it really stems from, or, mm-hmm. you know, getting into that deeper work. So that's where, that's where we are today. Mm-hmm. And along that road, I did meet Jade at Bellator and <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> somewhere in there's MMA. Yes. <laughs> we blossomed this beautiful relationship uh. as well. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, that is the, the quintessential meet them where they're at, you know, give them, sell them what they want, give them what they need Mm kind of thing. So uh, I hearing all of that, I'm like, yes, yes. I, there's other things that I imagine you're aware of that you are doing in this work. Um, that's not specifically what you laid out, but I would imagine you're aware, like women will also be 
mad at you mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. Mad at you for doing it. Mm-hmm. That that's sh- sure one thing. And then, um, of course, there's some level of product projection. I won't give myself the the opportunity to use that in that way, mm-hmm. and also hold a boundary to like protect myself and and all of that. And then I and then there's the uh, shame then redirected to the men from mm-hmm. the women and then shame redirected, especially from like the more spiritual or work, woke kind of community mm-hmm. towards those men who objectify yeah. and use in this way. So it's just like this right. vicious, not even a cycle. Yeah. It's coming from all these different, uh, you know, cross angles. Yeah. I've kinda... gotten a lot of women. I've, I mean, I've lost a lot of work over yeah. starting my only fans. Um, and a lot of women, of all ages, just telling me it's, it's, it's not wholesome basically, mm-hmm. you know, and, or it's manipulation and, and that's a big one. Um, the main thing that for me was what I was trying to change the views, not, not force the views to change, but just shed light on that. It could be this is a lot of women brought up but you're so passionate about ending sex trafficking. Like you're contributing to it now because you're being, you're being paid for these sexy things. And, um, they feel like because OnlyFans is sex work that there's probably porn that's connected to, you know, sex trafficking on there as well. But my goal, like I said earlier, was like to merge that sexuality and that spirituality, because that's like the highest, one of the highest it is the highest form of sexuality. And I feel that when it's, void of spirituality is when it comes out in dysfunctional ways. And that's when true sex trafficking is contributed to. And also when people are paying or even watching for free things on Pornhub, that is very tied to things like sex trafficking. So I felt not to say that who knows what else is going on on OnlyFans, but I did feel like this was the more ethical option, but also on OnlyFans, I'm trying to, um, you know, remove that shame and that duality and that judgment to where it's not coming out in those dysfunctional ways. So I felt like this was part of my work of helping to end sex trafficking. Whereas they, I felt like a lot of women thought that I was contributing. And then there, we were just talking about earlier, I get a lot of women being like, but you're 36. Like, why are you still acting like you're in your twenties? You know? Cause it seemed like it was something only like young women should it's be another doing. shame. Right. Yeah. Just embedded yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Just everywhere we turn. Yeah. Mm. Some sort of programming. I think yeah. when we started this work and when we said, Hey, we're going to, you know, I'm going to do this only fans. I kind of shared with Jade, like, this is what it's like. You are going to get burned at the stake, so to speak, because this is, this is a new age version of the witch, you know, like she's out there doing some stuff that maybe it feels like she's going to have too much power. She's going to be able to manipulate me. And it's really hard for, I think the majority of the world to trust that. Mm -hmm. And especially as you know, women, it gets really confusing because you're like, I have five sisters, no brothers. Okay. Like I love women. They I've gained sisters along my road because I've worked in modeling for so long with so many women. And that's my tendency. End of the day, this is largely for women. And I, I, I know, like I've, I've seen, you know, my granddaughter's granddaughter, granddaughter be like, Oh, like these women, these women were part of the movement that allows me to be okay in my body and not have sexual shame the way that they did, you know, but you can't see that right now. Cause we're in the middle of pioneering this journey. And it does look like people are like, 
that's bullshit. How is OnlyFans in the middle of pioneering the journey to, to releasing <laughs> sexual shame for women? Yeah. It really is. Like yeah. it's happening. We're doing it mm. ourselves. We feel it in our bodies innately. There is a way to feel subjectively sexy and put yourself into the world and expose yourself vulnerably, but knowing that you shot that content or whatever yeah. it is you're putting right. out into the world from a subjectively yeah. Uh, a place that you feel subjectively sexy and not and because safe. you're trying to be objectified. Right. Mm-hmm. But we also yeah. laugh too that like, if you do catch your boyfriend on OnlyFans, like <laughs> you better hope he's on our page because yeah. we're giving out relationship tips <laughs> and book recommendations. Um, I hardly <laughs> ever record a sexy video without starting it with some sort of spiritual gold nugget, you know, mm. and maybe they're fast forwarding, you know, but like even coming into contact with that image or that video, they're coming without even realizing it, they're coming into contact with energy. that Magdalene energy mm, that I'm yeah. trying to bring to it. But it's interesting because the response from men has been different. Like I told you the response from women if the response from men has been like negative, it's been, no one's going to take you seriously. Like no one's actually coming there for the message. You know, um, I know it was like a very, very hard hurdle in my uh, romantic relationship as well. It was like so hard for him to feel that he was, that our sacredness was being shared, you know? And so there's a lot of, uh, I think from both genders, like it's not sacred sexuality because it's not with just one person, just private, you know? Right. Yeah. The, having the definition of sacred mean that it has to be between two people. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, where did that come from? Yeah. And I, as you were sharing, I've heard you say this phrase a lot, um, joke, threat, teacher. Yeah. Like at first people's, uh, when you're, anytime you're in this that, yeah. trailblazing position, it's like at first people are laughing at you, they're judging you for it. And then we go into the stage of, wait a second, they're threatened doing, by you. Yeah, yeah. They're doing something that's, they're onto something. And I, I don't think I like it because they're powerful. Like that's where the modern day witch comes in. And then it's like, wait a second. Then they come to you for information. And it seems like you've so clearly gone on that arc, which is really beautiful to watch in real time. Yeah. It's beautiful to, like I said, I really feel in my Dharma and I was thinking for Jade too. I think she also feels that, that vibration when we're doing this work, because we see the results happening. Mm-hmm. Like even on the, I know it seems so simple to think that a social media platform like OnlyFans, you can come over there and it can actually affect your life in a beneficial way. And we know that it is because we've had over 700 men sign up for our workshop so far. Wow. So if they were only coming for the images, they wouldn't be wanting to take a workshop on how to become mm-hmm. a king, mm-hmm. you know? So been a beautiful road so far. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, please keep going. Like, I don't know yes. where do I show up to like throw gas on this fire, but yes, please. Yes, please. I mean, I don't know if y'all are familiar with Kenneth Play's work by no. any chance. I have to connect y'all with Kenneth mm, Play. Yeah. Um, but he, he also like when, so he has a course called sex hacker pro okay. and he went to Pornhub so he's a sex educator. I was like, if I really want to make the most difference, I need to go where the people are yes. that need it the most. Okay. So he's been viewed, I don't know how many millions of time on his squirting tutorials. Mm-hmm. So he's got a model. He demonstrates effective communication, anatomy. Mm-hmm. And then the, you know, someone shows up, they type the word squirt and this is the first thing that pops up the and tutorial. like, they think they're, you know, whipping their neck out. I'm going to watch my, I'm going to watch this person squirt all over the place. And it's like, oh, that's how you do it. Uh-huh. Like that's a technique. Wow. Yeah. 
Here we go. This is, and I'm also very turned on. What a turn on is it to learn the technique? Exactly. Now, like embodied confidence. I mean, like the first step in embodied confidence. And so like he met the people uh, on Pornhub. And then from there, it funnels into here's 72 other videos. That is so awesome because also like. They're calling us the Trojan horse (laughs) approach. Yeah. 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 I love love that that because, um. I mean, I, I like preach boycotting Pornhub all the time, but I love that he did that because so many men are trying to learn sex tips from porn and that's right. like learning how to drive watching Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like oh, they're God. not learning anything. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, we were just talking about yesterday how like men often not conscious men so much, but like, it's very, very hard. I feel for a man to f- want to be a student in the bedroom, yes. or, like learn a woman's body, how to please her. Most men like just completely brush off that women can have multiple orgasms and that they can too, you right. know, because it takes learning. It's a, you have to sure. learn how to do it. And so I love that he did that and, and it yeah. kind of gets them in that student seat, you know, right. there's also that piece of shame that men feel like they exactly. have to show up and be able to perform. Or if you the tell them how top, to do it so. and they still don't do it right. Then, then that's another level of anxiety there yeah. and performance anxiety. But it's like, guys, how would you have known how to do this? No one's ever taught you. Like no one oh, has yeah. ever taught you. You've literally watched videos maybe on Pornhub or, you know, uh, sure. that are just, just tiny pieces of what sex could look like. Which is also then also, I, I feel giving them dick size shame because mm-hmm. all the porn dicks are massive, right? you know, mm-hmm. and they probably felt their dick was fine until mm-hmm. they saw these porn dicks, you know, so porn dicks. Yeah. <laughs> one of the things Kenneth talks about is he is a uh, proudly moderately sized or he calls it anal friendly. <laughs> yeah. Anal friendly dick. Yes. I and he says, I am an Asian immigrant. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Underdog. <laughs> you know, Did Asian you immigrant. Anal friendly? Anal, anal friendly. friendly Oh my dick. gosh. I've never heard that. <laughs> yeah. Best. Right. It's like, yeah. what a reframe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> One of the ways I choose to support myself on my health and pleasure journey is with a line of superfood products by Organifi. Some of my absolute favorites are the red juice for energy support. I love coffee, but reaching for that in the middle of the day can sometimes be a bit hard on my system. So I love opting for something like Organifi Red because it's mostly made of beets and berries and it allows me to support my energy throughout the day without any additional caffeine intake, which is great because there's no rest in the work that I do helping people who want a better sex life. And then when I'm ready to wind down, there's Organifi Gold, which is a blend of turmeric, ginger, and adaptogenic mushrooms like reishi and turkey tail. Life running a multifaceted sex and love coaching business can keep me super fired up. And this tasty superfood blend helps me transition into relax mode so I can be present with my babe and my pups. It also prepares me for a great night's sleep. And the best of the best in my book is the mental and digestive support because a healthy and supported gut equals a healthy mind, which is a lesson I continue to learn over and over again. Organifi Pure helps me with just that. Now, I wouldn't be sharing something with all of you that I didn't believe in or that I wouldn't use myself. So I'm sharing all of this with you from a place of love and authenticity. Now, Side note, I was in the same Burning Man camp in 2019 with one of the co-founders of Organifi, and I think that's pretty dope. (laughs) Kind of tells you a little bit about the company culture. So if you are looking for a better way to support your energy, your downtime, your digestion, your mental focus, or your overall health, check out Organifi at www.organifi.com forward slash TSC. 
the listeners of That Sex Chick, get an additional 15% off of your order. Remember to visit www.organifi.com forward slash TSC. I'm super appreciative for y'all doing that work because there are these times when I feel, I don't feel it that much anymore, but pressure to do something different but I really like the lane that I'm in. I mm. am too. I think that well, it's we, different because you're doing it. No one's right. doing it like you are either way, you know? Right. Sure. And, and I think bridges, we're all bridges mm-hmm. and I have found the bridge. I like this one. Like it, like, you know, I could have, it was finding what was on the other side. It landed a couple different places. And like, no, 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 back on the other side. Okay. Yeah. Here's where it is. I yeah. like like the people who are listening to this podcast. They are people that I know you, I'm talking to you. I'm in your ear holes. Hi, hi. Is this thing on? Um, Talking to you, y'all out there. You found your way to me and I am so grateful because I get to expose you to a lot. And through that exposure, we get to release shame. And so um, I find that a lot of people make their way to me and listen to the show because they're curious but they're also maybe a little frightened, like what is out there. And I, I take that responsibility. I hold it in such a high regard where it's like, I know a little bit to a medium size amount about a lot of things when it comes to sex. And so, you know, if somebody really wants to, well, I'm curious about OnlyFans. Cool. Here's a podcast where we're talking about it. I can't teach you how to go on there and like (laughs) do the damn thing. I mean, I, I could make it up. Just contact us. We'll give you a result. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I could lead them to you. We'll take your 2%. Yes. <laughs> I, but I could lead them to y'all and that, and that's amazing. And so then I have all these other people, like whether it's Kenneth play coming onto the show or the people that we've learned Tantra from or BDSM experiences we've had BDSM experiences with or something like that. It's like, okay, well you come to me and then I'll show you the smorgasbord. Mm-hmm. This is the more of what is available. And you, you know, what I love in these conversations is do it with intention, do it with purpose, do it with authenticity. And like, you're the only one that's going to be able to figure out what that means for you. And then you create this life that you want and, and, and be okay. If you want to do it because you want to feel good for the first time in your life in a really fucking long ass time, like you just got a relationship and you were put down all the time about your body. So I'm going to show up to OnlyFans and be, fuck that. I'm going to put it out there and I'm going to reclaim this. It's not for the long term but it's for right now. Yes. And it's kind of like, you know, you get out of a long-term relationship and it's like, Oh, where are all the good guys? Well, do you want a good guy or do you just want a good fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, if you want that good fuck, then let's go get that good mm-hmm. fuck. Like let's with all of the communication and all of that. Right. So there's um, so many modalities that we mm-hmm. reach out for, you know, different therapeutics that are, I mean, there's such a variety of them. So if you know, you need something healed and you know, you need help with it. Mm-hmm. Why is OnlyFans not a good place to do that? Why are we saying that if you have to receive healing by being validated by a person that you pay, what the fuck is everyone in the world who's going to a therapist doing? Exactly. Like (laughs) so good. (laughs) Mic drop. (laughs) All our clients who are listening are like, wait, I feel so seen and also fuck you. Like, wait a second. Everybody calls to drop their therapist and go to OnlyFans now. I mean, yeah. if it calls to you. For you know, sure. Why the hell if not? If the therapist isn't helping you enough, maybe search other modalities. And this sure. is just one of them is all. So I'm really curious about somebody signs up. They go to OnlyFans. They come to your page. What can they expect to see? Can you give us a preview or a sneak peek yeah. of like what? There's, Who am I going to get into? Yeah, there's I mean, it's, ooh, it's, <laughs> it's a mysterious a bunch of feet photos. 
<laughs> no, well, there'll be some of that. Um, so there is definitely like the sexy stuff. First of all, Jade and I have been modeling, bikini modeling, sexy modeling. She's done Playboy. Obviously, we have that sexy side that we are not afraid to show, right? And with OnlyFans, I feel like we kind of even broaden that scope because it's more personal, personal. And, and we're finally choosing what we put out instead mm. of it being like a company, a magazine or something like, Hey, do it this way, wear this outfit, da, da, da. Right. No, we're picking what we do. And so how could you feel more subjectively sexy than that? Right. Or don't show your butt crack. Cause it'll get taken down. Yeah, right? exactly. it is. And it's like Instagram. You're like, like we were talking about earlier, you're considering the algorithms and what time to post and all that. Oh with, in, with OnlyFans, you're just being yourself, being candid, shooting it on your own camera. Whatever you want. Not worrying so much about, you know, what performs well or anything the like standards. that. Standards. Right. Yeah. It's very, very raw. Yeah, it's very really, raw. It's been really healing because Instagram has mm. had this like... Um, like it almost needs to be a bit more perfected. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. And polished, chosen, yeah. Filter. all that. Mm-hmm. So there is yes. that sexy content, of course, like videos, photos, all that good stuff. But then for the men that want to play, of course, we, we promote this a lot on our free social platforms, where, where a lot of people come through and finally find us on OnlyFans. Um, that we are willing to go deep, that we are, we have been doing the work ourselves for years and years to be able to hold space for men. Essentially, we're really focused on men right now. Of course, women too. We've had, like I said, we have so many sisterhoods in our lives um, and we love to do that work with them too, but let's be real. They're not, most aren't coming over on OnlyFans yet. Um, So we offer that basically, if you want to get in there, all you gotta do is say the word or we'll probably probe you, you know, in, in our questioning and whatnot in the DMS over on OnlyFans. And yes, you are going to pay to have exchange with us because that's how the world works. That's how we spend our life studying this stuff so that we can help, you know, and hold space for people. And that's a mutually beneficial relationship. I think those are the only type that work. Now, I think an interesting part of that is that when you put money to anything sexy, it becomes sex work and somehow now shameful again. Even mm-hmm. though on Instagram, it may be very similar or the same content even, but because it's free, the shame isn't there. Because Somehow it's, it's like, you know I mean, she's it's just in a money bikini, I guess. that brings yeah. in shame. Mm. Like women shouldn't be paid for what they're doing, you know? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Such good questions to consistently ask. Anytime that shame comes in, it's just take a breath, pause and ask like, what's underneath of that? Mm. Why is it that the second money becomes involved? And I love just that you bring that level of awareness to the conversation. A, a, a therapist, uh, into it, who we both uh, talked to. Mary Margaret. Mary Margaret. Yeah. You've heard of her. You've ever heard of her? No, but I, uh, but I We're going Maybe right after money. Yes. She, <laughs> We're starting our OnlyFans and we're having a, <laughs> we're having a session. Yes. <laughs> she specifically said that if it's shame, it's a lie. And I like mm. love that mantra because it's so freaking true. If there's shame there, it's a lie. It's something that you've created into a big old monster that isn't actually the truth. And yes, it was probably projected on you from someone else. culture. Yeah. Young life. I don't know if this is too woo woo for the show or not, but, uh, she also has like told me that I'm very Magdalenic energy. Like I've worked with Magdalene in past lives and she's my guide and then her ISIS. So it's like very, when you look look at it, like 10 years ago, 12 years ago, we started an MMA and now we're doing this work together. It's like our guides were there, like mm. pushing it, 
pushing our journeys. Like you're not, you're not quite getting it yet. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Go on. Go ahead. Enjoy it. (laughs) You got something else coming. (laughs) One step at a time. I mean, couldn't skip all the way to here. Right. So, okay, fine. I'll learn that nugget a few more times. Absolutely. Sometimes I I want to skip ahead, but yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes they'll let you. Yeah, that's true. And well, then they go, that's yeah. been my work. You know? Like Mary Margaret tells me all the time, like you choose the fastest way and never the easiest, but <laughs> she's like, you've done three lifetimes worth of work in this one life. <sighs> and like, just let the rest of the trauma unfold on its own. Mm-hmm. Like you right. don't have let to it do easy. it so fast and hard. Yeah, time to you integrate know? and slowing integrate down with gratitude as we call it. Yeah. yeah like slow down and What's let it What's the coffee cup in. say? Less attitude, more gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you forgot the fucks. <laughs> yeah. Less fucking attitude. Less yes. fucking attitude. More fucking gratitude. Yes. Yeah. So OnlyFans sounds like, well, I imagine that some people go there And they're just curious, like, I'm just going to go do this thing. And I'm curious and don't really take it more or less sincerely. And they're super curious because they have to put their card information in just to be able to like get on the site. Just even log in. It's free to to join our pages, but uh, you have in order to get on OnlyFans at all, even if it's a free subscription, you still have to require, you have to just be dedicated to getting curious if they're on there. Right. So I imagine some people, and that's for the consumer and for someone who like us who is now inspired to start our <laughs> only fans you be mercedes and only fans. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make a page it's mercedes and jade almost <laughs> sort of <laughs> those sex chicks so, yeah. yes yes two y'all sex y'all would actually chicks. do really well over there so, yeah. Oh, yeah. so i mean so. there's curiosity on both sides like what yeah. could it look like if i were someone that you know might want to put a thing mm-hmm. a photo there's usually every photo shoot I do. There's a few extras that, you know, are done at the end where I'm like in my underwear or something. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm just saving those over here. Yeah. Myself. Like, yeah. What if I let someone other than Jordan and who's in the kitchen behind me? <laughs> yours just what if I let somebody else see those? Mm. Anyway, I'm, I'm just and I so get curious. paid hundreds of dollars. Hundreds of millions <laughs> of one money. image. <laughs> see, look. Um, and then, of course, for the people that are like, okay. If I, I follow you on Instagram, I really like all that stuff. I want to come on and, and see what you got for me mm-hmm. with this. Like if I pay for it, how much extra is it? Yeah. So Mercedes does implied, which, you know, so it's basically like the hand bras, right? Is yeah. that how you'd put it? Um, hand, hand bras. bras. Okay. That's yeah. great. Covering yeah. my nipple with a finger uh-huh. or yeah. two. You get the, you get <laughs> or the I idea. get very creative. <laughs> yeah. She does croissants. <laughs> She has a really funny, um, like little post on there where she's like, I thought you said pasty or I thought you said pastries, not pasties. (laughs) That's Um, so cute. But yeah. Yeah. And mine is, is up to topless. So I never take off my, my panties. Um, if I do, then you can't see what's like, if I'm Mm -hmm. behind the dryer door and I throw my panties out, you don't see, you know, Um, it is. We basically do what we feel like is super sexy. If we were with our partner, mine are pretty goofy and sexy Uh, at the same time. Um, but we typically, what I do is I set up a tripod, just like we have going now. Mm -hmm. I shoot a video, like five to 10 minute video of dancing to whatever song I'm in the mood for that day. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll do a little sexy strip tease. Um, sometimes what I also like to do is like story time with Jade, where I'll read from way of the superhero man or or something and I'll read for five whole minutes and there's Uh, no, 
there's no strip tease in that one. And that yeah. has been some of their favorite things because there's mm. something I think maybe about a woman reading to you oh, that feels so very endearing. nurturing. Motherly. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, no, but like I mean, in a I hot wear, way. I yeah. wear lingerie, you know, but um, I've been, a, I have a lot of requests for those. So, um, or story time where I just tell a story from my life mm. and I try to put that lesson on it, you know, sure. and then from that same look, I'll, I'll also shoot like 20 images and they have the option to buy a video mm-hmm. or the images. Um, they also have the option to like pay to chat, you know, things like that. So there are other things that go on outside of our pages, like, uh, that are really popular, like dick rating guys love to get their dicks rated by women. And obviously they're, they're wanting you to be kind, but, uh, I think some, maybe some of them want you to, to just degrade them. Yeah. Yes. yes. Humiliate me, please. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, a lot of fetish requests for sure. Yeah. A lot of fetish requests, things uh-huh. like that. Um, a lot, some of those things don't happen on our page, but they do happen on OnlyFans. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think it also just, you know, going in there, first of all, you're going to have to stand in the fire with us if you mm-hmm. do, because yeah, my friends first, and family like, are going to be six like six months of being on there. I had the worst pain right here in my left shoulder blade. Oh, that was, it was just so interesting bringing in all of everybody else's shame. Mm-hmm. And like, it yeah. was like trapped in my body and left side is feminine, feminine, feminine. right? Mm-hmm. So just like, Oh, holding yeah, on to It was all a that. shame shoulder. Yeah. literally. Yeah. Tina Rodriguez helped me. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> well, what I love first in what you shared is that how much like it's an artistic process you're creating yeah. art. And I think you, you've mentioned this, that in creating this art for others, you have also benefited from that so yourself. Yeah. So I'm really curious to hear like, what unintended, but like beautiful, yeah. positive things have come from you well, going down the Certainly path. I've never felt sexier than when I'm mm. shooting this stuff, because this yes. is the first freaking time I get turned on, right? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. for sure get turned on. Uh, this is the first time I've ever not done something where I'm working for someone else to some degree, you know, like Mm. someone's kind of dictating what my shoot needs to look like, what kind of demeanor I need to have for it. What I'm wearing less attached to an outcome, even though we are doing it for money. Sure. Yeah. Like I'm just in my house doing what I do or wherever, whatever. Yeah. I'm just playing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so, and there's no rules. No one's in the room with me. No one's recording, you know, and I have to perform in any way. Mm -hmm. This is like me doing something that feels sexy for me, Mm -hmm. which I never even conceptually like thought about before. You know, I, I really spent a lot of my life really just until the last Mm -hmm. couple of years getting my validation externally. It was not internal at all. And so this process that has been one of the most mind blowing things for me is that like, oh, I can, I can have pleasure on my own Uh accord and kind of play here and feel sexy in my own body without anyone else saying yes or no to it. Yes. I do end up putting it out into the world. And Mm -hmm. if people love it, that's great. But for me, it's like, I felt so stoked while making it. It was was fun. It was like, this is how it feels to have a job you really love. Mm. And then I'd say, of course the crossover where men are actually, I mean, as soon as I got on OnlyFans, men were jumping over there because OnlyFans was originally created for uh, creators, artists, um, you know, people who have maybe a big uh, celebrity in the world and then wanted a place where people would have to pay to interact. And so that's what happened. You know, you could DM over there, you could get specialized content over there that you couldn't see other places. Mm-hmm. Of course, when COVID hit, strip clubs all closed, mm. you know, all the, the strippers went on to that, yeah. took over and it became what it is now. Yeah. Right. So it, you know, it, it has still the same, it's the same platform that it originally was. So it gives you all that opportunity to really connect with someone. So because that wasn't something we were doing on our free platforms regularly as much besides like in the comments and such, 
that was like, boom, they came over and they were in the DMS right away. Yeah, and I've never, like, I never go in my DMS on Instagram. Yeah. You're sorting through a lot of I mean, if that many followers would be so yeah. hard. Yeah. So then here it was like, okay, yeah, I will stop to have a conversation with you. And they're wanting to have deeper and deeper conversation. Like sometimes it starts flirty and whatever, but it quickly gets into you, some other there's shit. a lot of yeah. relationship advice. Most of the time too. Yeah. It's like, you would think that they'd be like, oh no, I'm single. Like, are you interested, you know, like, but they're all a lot of the times telling me like, my wife doesn't really have a sex drive anymore. How can I help like turn that back on in her mm-hmm. things like that? We've been together 20 years. I don't want to watch porn, but like she has no interest in me, things like that. So yeah. we can start from, we talk about polarity, you know, and do the things that you started to do in the beginning. And, um, you know, remember not to take it personal. It's probably hormonal. Yeah. What's like her that. love language? Like here's some books to, to get right. into, you know? Right. And then, and now we have, a, we have, of course our podcast mm-hmm. we've had for three years, so we can kind of refer them to different, uh, listen to different episodes where we mm-hmm. interviewed these experts. But one of the beautiful things that I've seen come in there is men who are willing to be, cause you know, you can be anonymous on OnlyFans mm-hmm. as a oh, cool. yeah. yeah yeah completely anonymous. Anonymous. yeah so you don't have to put your picture in your name or anything sure. you some just like to not be anonymous sure but. Yeah. sure and some are are forever fans so we are some I went have to church with when I was a child child <laughs> yeah. comes uh, full circle yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. but what they've come over and they'll start talking about is like you know, I, I, I know I have this porn addiction. I've been watching porn since I was 12 or whatever. God, who knows what age. And they can't, um, come to climax with a woman, for instance, because, mm-hmm. you know, they've, they've had this issue, uh, trying to jerk off in a tissue in the, you know, vagina. Yeah. So all these kind of issues where they're like, Hey, you got any ideas of like how to work around this? And, there's no other really easy place to talk about sex that openly, especially as a man. Where the shame is removed. The shame right. is removed. And that's the number one thing for us is like, you are not going to be shamed for fucking anything yep. because yeah. shame is a lie. Once again, if it's coming out of us, it, we're projecting that shit onto you. It's our yeah. own shit. Um, so they come over there and they will actually get into that work. And then we do work through it together. And it's just like the most fucking magical, beautiful thing. Mm. I'm so excited about it. Only like just hearing you, I'm sure people who are listening now are like, wow, I can hear it in her yeah. voice. I can hear it in their voices that that feels like, okay. Like again, the Trojan horse, like yeah. it's like, okay, this was, this was the way that I was going to, this is the way that I'm deciding I'm choosing, I'm meeting them where they're at, I'm delivering it through here. And then that feeling that wash over, like, oh fuck, the work that I do matters. This really matters. I worry about the, even like the Trojan horse thing. It's almost reminds me of, um, uh, the hooker with the heart of gold saying or something, because we as a culture have definitely decided collectively that you can't have sexuality and spirituality or sexuality and the psychology even of it are hard to relate. Of course, you guys on this show know that that's all fucking bullshit, mm-hmm. but I think that's the hard, that that's the little bridge that we're making is, well, you entered this work maybe with one mindset that you're going to come here to masturbate and you might also do that. Mm-hmm. But what if I can teach you how to masturbate like a king, you know, or yeah. like, where yeah. do we sort of like a teenager? In? Most men are still yeah. masturbating like teenagers and then making love like teenagers. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think in my journey on OnlyFans, the best things that have, are the most beautiful things that have come out of it. First of all, I'm making more money staying home than I usually make not being home. So I'm able to like fully be a mom. And I'm also able to provide them with Montessori, which is like one of my, mm. that was one of my number one 
goals as a parent, uh, obviously there's presence and love and all that. But that was one of the number one things I wanted to provide was like that type of education. And I didn't feel like I was going to be able to. And so OnlyFans came along right before they started school, right before Mm -hmm. kinder. And so it literally pays for their schooling. So there's that. And then also feeling like I'm in the work of that merging of the sexuality and spirituality. Mm -hmm. And then even though I had done Playboy and thought that I was very comfortable with my body, Ever since, I mean, from the first with the husband where there was no sex, I tried to wear lingerie one time and he like looked at me and was like, I have homework, like completely uninterested. Mm -hmm. And then I remember Mercedes knows the story. One time I tried to be sexy and I like put on a Dallas Cowboys costume and I like did a cartwheel into the room. I was like, give me the D and like tried to be like, (laughs) tried to be sexy. And we, he, it was like, for some reason, just hilarious. And then we drank bone broth and didn't have sex. And then. Like there's been other, like other times where like, now I look back and it's, it's like, I, it it was fine. But at the time there was like times that I would like try to wear crushless panties and then I'd accidentally start my period. Like just, there's, it always went wrong somehow when I tried to like do something sexy for a guy. And so there was always this like feeling of, even though I thought I was comfortable in my body, I didn't Mm. feel confident. And I wouldn't say that I'm getting validation through OnlyFans in a sense that like now I can be confident because I've gotten so many um, criticisms on Instagram from like my gap or whatever they're making fun of at the moment, my weight fluctuating. And so I've learned to not be affected by either criticism Mm. or the, the compliments. But me, my own experience making the videos and getting turned on on in my own movement and Mm -hmm. sensuality has made me feel way more confident being able to now, you know, give that type of stuff to my boyfriend. So, um, that's been really awesome. And then I'd say the, like the biggest, most, um, like beautiful thing has been that it is why if we hadn't started OnlyFans, we would not have done this workshop Yeah, because we wouldn't, we wouldn't realize how many men needed it and wanted it, Mm -hmm. wanted it mainly, you know, like obviously we would want to put it out there, but like how many men's responses and OnlyFans was what made us feel like, yeah, we like, this could be successful for them and for us. And so that's been, I truly feel that the men who do that workshop are going to change how they relate to women. Cause I don't know about you guys. Um, I brought Girls. this up a couple of <laughs> oh, you ladies. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I know not, it's not always with conscious men, but it does happen a lot with conscious men. Um, their woman can say something like she's the Oracle to, of truth to them. She's like a conscious man's compass and she can say something to them that is the voice of God really. And <laughs> three weeks later, yes. he's like, Oh my God, guess what? I learned at men's group tonight. It's verbatim what you said three weeks ago, but they're just they're They don't realize like how much truth a woman can Mm. speak into their lives, you know? So we want to teach men to trust women's wisdom, their innate wisdom, and then also how to relate to them, how to turn them on and, you know, how How men can turn on women. Yeah. Yeah. And how to, how to be in the masculine in a way that her feminine can surrender, like all of those things. You know, and I know that like King Warrior Magician Lover, we love that book so much, talks about how men need other men. They need to be initiated by other kings, elder kings. Mm -hmm. We firmly believe that, but we think we're bringing, we're not like trying to hold that, take that place from them, but we feel that just being the woman perspective and letting them into our psyches is going to be so healing for like maybe the mother wound or how Mm -hmm. they relate to women or maybe, you know, 
any type of codependency they have in relationships because we're going to teach boundaries, things like that, you know? So just knowing that like, we're going to be able to offer all of that. And that stemmed from starting OnlyFans has been really beautiful for me as well. Oh my gosh. Well, y'all beautifully led us to the last chunk of what I wanted to talk about, which is, is specifically on the work that you do outside of OnlyFans. Um, I was explaining this to, to Jordan, I think a day or so ago, I was like, it's like the start of their funnel, Yeah, you know, like Mm -hmm. the free, the free introduction is the Instagram or the Facebook or whatever. And then it's over to OnlyFans. And then it's, now you're in this workshop where you're learning how to be the man that you really want to be yeah. or even discover the man that, cause maybe there's a bunch of men that are, but it's so surprised yeah, that you, yeah. that you already are, or like just figuring it out for the first time ever, yep. like anything other than, okay, I'm just this robot, this person just existing. I'm Grinding just existing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, I'm curious about the, the workshop specifically and how, what do you go into and what does it look like for men and, and a kudos to y'all for taking, for stepping up and, and, and taking the lead there, because just like you said, yeah, they're coming to women and yes, learn from your elders, have the community of men, but they're finding their way to you. So instead of turning them around and being like, go find good guy friends, this works, makes them want to go do that. Exactly. So it's like, you look at the guy and you're like, you need better quality friends (laughs) sometimes. Right. Right. And do this thing. Mm -hmm. So it just happens to be coming through this direction. So tell us about, is it called becoming? It's called awakening, awakening within. Yeah. Such Mm -hmm. a good name. Thank Mm -hmm. you. And you know, that King word has been, um, (laughs) it stirs up. Yeah. Yeah. It stirs up a lot of things too, though. When, when a man reads that, I think a lot of them feel like King. I don't, I don't know if I'm not, I'm not trying to be a King. Like that's not trying to rule in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially, you know, you you guys probably flirted with the, the superior man, the way the superior Mm -hmm. man works. So that idea of the, the nice guy Mm -hmm. or that, um, or even the high chair tyrant. Yeah. The macho jerk type of guy. So we know that probably the macho jerk type of guy, probably not listening to our show, probably not going to be joining this guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. These guys identify with that persona, you know, with that, um, the one that usually gets friend zoned or yeah, he's not getting the respect he deserves. He's not setting boundaries because Mm -hmm. he probably doesn't know how to, or that they even exist or how, you know, that that's a possibility. And he probably has an upbringing that has created, um, that part of his persona where he is, you know, he gets around women and he thinks that the way he needs to show up is this particular way that causes him to actually be more in his feminine mm-hmm. a lot of the time yep. and not in the healthy masculine. And not that, you know, as we know, men don't have to be in the masculine all the time for God's sakes. No, we all have these energies, both these energies in us, mm-hmm. feminine and masculine, but it's about becoming agile mm-hmm. and being able to navigate those two energetics better. And that's a lot of what we're teaching with this workshop. It, you know, gets into that idea of the archetypes. And that's why we named it Awakening the King Within, because we love the archetypes that initially came from Jung, but then Robert Moore kind of distilled them down into the book, King, Warrior, Magician, Lover, which of course we highly recommend. Jade loves to read to followers. And such. <laughs> yeah. We have a very worn copy over there. Nice. In the living room. So just that idea though, if a man can understand that he, eh, I like to say all people, need to understand, right? I don't want to shoot on everybody, but I'm going mm-hmm. to you need to understand that we essentially all have multiple personality disorder. Okay. <laughs> yep. We all do to some degree. We don't, mm-hmm. we don't have it on the spectrum that some might where they're actually think they are a different person, 
but we all have these different archetypes or members, I like to say, that live within our, our psyche, live within us. And they have been um, organized in a way because of our domestications, because of our conditioning and our traumas and the things that we went through usually as, especially as a young person. And because some of those archetypes or members of ourselves, of our psyche, were not safe to embody when we were younger, we severed them. We stuffed them down. We suppressed them. We got rid of those. Don't, don't touch those anymore. We don't even want to know that those exist. Mm -hmm. It's super scary to even think they do because we might be disowned by our caregivers. Add some shame on there. Add some shame on there. All the things that make you suppress it. And then we get into our more adult life and we start realizing we feel misaligned. We can't figure out what our purpose is. Why are we having all this struggle in life and strife? Why is life happening to me all the time? And we essentially are victims to not being aligned in ourselves, but it's really hard to realize that. And so our teachings will bring a lot of that online. Like, Hey, recognize where you're over identifying with the lover, you know, this, this quote unquote softy that doesn't have boundaries per se. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's very empathetic and maybe he even identifies as an empath and he has this soft, beautiful side, but it seeps into other places where he should be standing in his warrior or should be, you know, using his magician to actually figure out how to fix. So they'll get to know those archetypes really well in the workshop. And then also uh, a lot of men that are going to sign up probably have not discovered their attachment style. So we're going to work with Uh them on that. How to identify other people's attachment style. We'll talk to them about effective leadership, what the turn-ons are for a woman, how to be a man of integrity. Um, And then we'll have a lot of extra bonuses like pleasure practices. You don't ever think of a pleasure practice for a man. You typically mm-hmm. think woman. So just changing the script on that. Um, a lot of like things like a Mago exercise where you realize why you're choosing the people you're choosing and um, breathing exercises to help with ED, all types of stuff. So it's going to be just the so bonuses alone good. are going to be really um, exciting, but the, the calls um, we're going to like really go deep with them. So yeah, and, and it's not a one on one call. It's just a live call. They'll they can be anonymous on that. So wow. it's really up to them. Yeah. Yeah. I know we joked that you two have lived like 87 lifetimes, but I imagine a man going through this program, their growth is going to be expedited Absolutely. and they are going to go through yeah. a three year We do have a disclaimer. Cycle. Like, there <laughs> may be up. a dark night of the soul to follow, but yeah. we will give <laughs> you resources. <laughs> yeah. We'll give you resources for that. You'll yeah. get through. Yes. Oh yeah. my gosh. That's like when, when we get every now and then a message, it's like, okay, well, here's an update. Uh, we're going through a divorce. We're doing all these things, blah, blah, blah. And, and my response is like, congratulations. Yeah, I know. Like yep. I, th- I think it's congratulations. Yes. So yes, yeah. very times that happens. Yeah. 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 And that, that I think for some people d- deciding to say yes, they might feel the excitement in their body and then a mix of scared and nervous, because once I click this button to enroll, it means I'm you're taking choosing. the red and there's no going back. Yes. I'm yeah. choosing no. to leave what I know behind so that I Oof. can seek something different for myself in the future. And that is really fucking scary. I'm opting out of the identity I've known up to this point so that I can take responsibility and that, am I going to show up for that? Am I going to say yes and then hide in the corner? Or am I really ready to let all of these things go that, and this ego that has kept me alive? Mm -hmm. You know, when I press enroll, I am choosing to potentially let some of these parts of myself die, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's wild to think that OnlyFans and yeah. chicks on the internet it's and the that sex chick, whatever, yeah. is the entry point. Yes. So, oh, fuck yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. oh. 
So y'all have like 97.89% men on your platforms and we have about 75% women identifying on our platforms. So you're reaching a different market when we promote this. Yeah. So (laughs) you give us the links to the things (laughs) and we say, ladies, send this one, send it. You yes. know, give them, give them the links to the things. Cause I imagine that there's so many people also, um, you know, that come to do your work that are in marriages that are Absolutely. in long-term relationships that are fathers, all of that. And if not, they want to be in relationship yes. with a women, lot of them with the person at least call that in. Yeah. 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 And we see a lot from our side, um, women will come to us and just be like, I've been on the path. Yeah. Mm-hmm. when the fuck does he opt in? When like, I can't push him anymore. I can't try to open him anymore. You know, it's like the, the relationship we chose awakeningkings.com is because we wanted to later still be able to use awakening Kings for women. Like how to awaken your King. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. How do we evoke that? Yeah. yeah. Well, because I, I say, well, the first thing you need to know is that being overly critical and shaming, shaming. him into the direction mm-hmm. is not going to happen. So then, you know, I imagine that y'all would have, have great insight into this too, where it's like, how do I take full responsibility for this myself and make choices that will organically and naturally have the King show up mm-hmm. yeah. so that I'm not saying, I wish you were different. I mm-hmm. wish you were doing better. I, why don't you just do this, this, and this? And sadly, that is how I went about before becoming aware that that sure. is too hard. Like it was coming from that um, chronic disapproval, you know, like um, that is how I went about my partner's growth. And mm-hmm. he definitely got on the growth path and it was a very fast journey for him, but that was not the best way. And I'm, um, I, it's been very hard for him because of it, you know? Yeah. So I'm so glad that now that is becoming the teaching. Cause I, when I first started dating him two years ago, I did a eight month celibacy. I did ayahuasca every single month and oh. I made out my list of exactly what I wanted like in my man. <laughs> How to call on your partner. <laughs> a lot of consistency. Yeah. And I did like this list of exactly what I wanted in a partner. So when he came uh-huh. along, I was like, I manifested you, you're mine. Uh-huh. And then, you know, like kind of forced him into the growth path. And so, mm. um, now I feel like in the past year, I've really seen a lot of that, what you're talking about. And it's been really beneficial. That word that brings to to mind the word project and projection Projection. are very much related. So when you're projecting onto somebody like, Oh, I called you in, you're the thing. And so now you're my project, you know, you projected that whole Mm -hmm. thing. And then once you're on the growth path and you can't focus on them anymore and you have to focus on yourself, you're like, Oh shit. Shoot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just like we were talking about porn earlier and how no one teaches us how to have these sexual experiences. No one teaches you how to have these conversations with your partner Mm -hmm. about growth and expectations and they love you just as you are and do better. So (laughs) I think many listeners right now are shaking their head going, yeah, that's where I met my partner too. In this conversation of can do better. Like I'm going to meet you in this yeah, chronic disapproval and there's, there's a better way. And that's what I love so much about what you two are doing is you're meeting so many different people where they're at and you're paving the way for them and you're showing them all that is possible mm. in sex, spirituality, um, confidence, mm. and it's just super inspiring. So thank yeah. you. We're that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Juicy conversation. I love it so much. And I'm so glad that 
finally having the conversation about OnlyFans turns into this conversation, <laughs> you know, cause I very, it probably would have been not that difficult to have a conversation with someone on OnlyFans. How much money do you make and what kind of pictures and what kind of content all that. Sure. But that was really not no. my interest. It's like, who's leveraging this yes. in a really powerful way to affect change in the world. Mm-hmm. And we got it. Yep. Aww. Holding out. Mm-hmm. This time worked. <laughs> when are we starting ours? <laughs> yes. I don't know. I'm nervous. I'm sweating. <laughs> I'm sweating. But that's, you know, and if we, and if we don't, then of course it's, of it course. brings you back to that. Like, I'm super appreciative that y'all yes. are doing it. Cause 100%. then I don't feel the pressure yeah. to do that myself. I'm just like, can stick with my my cock graphic cartoon graphics on Instagram that get me flagged and banned and right. All of that, you know, I think we'll have an army of women doing this soon enough. I was going to say, even if that is not the path that I so choose, it still feels really good that as I am leading more in my sexuality and teaching other women how to do the same, it can feel lonely. It can feel, um, yeah, there are times where I put something out there and I instantly go like, oof, how are people going to respond to that? And then I look around me and see the incredible things that other women are doing. And I go, I'm not alone in this. We have each other and we're helping so many others to do the same. And that feels really, really great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, well, this feels like a closing. (laughs) It feels like we've we've reached the summit. Let's stay there for a little while. (laughs) I do want to say that I super appreciate what you ladies are doing here on this show and just bringing light to so much that is taboo and it shouldn't be, you know, and we've learned so much from that. That's part of our journey as well is having people like you in our lives that have shown the light on stuff that we're like, Oh, we weren't, we didn't know we were allowed to look at that like that, you know, and that helps us continue that down the line onto others. So your work is powerful and amazing. And I appreciate you. I receive. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Okay. So last but not least, the crowd, they want to know <laughs> where can they find you? Yeah. Um, so at Mercedes Terrell on Instagram and Facebook at the Jade Bryce, Instagram and Facebook. And then our podcast is the magic hour, M A J I C for Mercedes and Jade. Um, our workshop is awakeningkings.com. And if you want to get on OnlyFans, you just type in our name. Yeah. <laughs> Great. And I will say that we are, I think you're releasing this soon. So yes. we are going to be giving a, well, we have a, um, early bird sign up essentially, which highly, highly recommend anyone who's interested in getting on the awakening, the King within workshop, get on that early bird list because it gives you a 24 hour prior to launching the course. It gives you access to purchase. And like we said, we already have like over 700 men on there. Yeah. So mm. we're filling up spots are limited. So I'm just encouraging anyone who actually is really interested yeah. in that, get on that wait list. So you get the yeah. chance. And specifically and only for men. Specifically men. and only yeah, for fine. men at this point, but cool. I know it's going to lead to so much more. And like okay. I said, we love women as well as yes. men. So we will open it you up. Know, we're surrounded by women we're like, can I, you know, uh, that are on the path. Yeah. And like just sure. always like, how can I do more, more, more and yeah. want those perspectives. And so it's good to know this is a place for the men to land yep. ladies. Yeah. So encourage with kindness, mm-hmm. encourage, maybe even you just send this podcast link around or like, want to listen to this really interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and anything for my listeners that comes up for you in listening to this, send some of your reflections over to us, shoot us a DM, send us an email, 
Please busy us. <laughs> Bryn's like, please don't. Please don't. Bryn's like, don't go to Alexis DMs. I'm just kidding. I will happily receive that. She has trauma. Perpetual 99 requests. It never ends. Y'all are, I'm yeah. sure, familiar yes. with that too. Yeah. Um, if we are familiar with that at 22,000 followers, yes. y'all are for sure familiar with that, with yes. um, how many followers that you have on your p- p- platforms. So, but we do want to hear your feedback. Mm-hmm. And if the thought of having your partner work with people who are putting things out on a platform like OnlyFans brings up stuff for you, let us know so that we can work through that. So we can keep a dialogue going so that we can keep this conversation moving forward so that our lives can continue growing and unfolding in the ways that I'm generalizing here that all of us really want peace, harmony, more access to joy, love, excitement, all of that, which paradoxically also means being open to things like hardship and sadness and anger and all of that. If you want one, you're going to have them all potentially. So let's continue being a community, showing up for each other and doing whatever is required for that next little step or that next leap or bound um, on the journey individually and collectively. Thank you both for coming onto the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you for tag teaming with me. It was so fun. Yeah. More please. Yes. And (laughs) we said it already a couple of times. I say it on shows all the time. The work that we do matters. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you loved it, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And if you extra, extra loved it, make sure to leave a five-star review. I'll see y'all next week.